What's up, everyone? It's another episode of Drawn Talk. It's your boy Tyler Carpenter, and we're today we have a special guest on. Her name is Steph Cannon. She was a finalist for Ghost City Comics competition in 2017, and she is the writer of some short comics, including uh, their names are Boot Hill and Plunder. And she's currently working on a graphic novel called Bandera. So, Steph, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. It'll be fun. It, uh, let's have fun. So, all right. So, <laughs> so, Steph, you. So we we talked a little bit before I hit the record button. Um, you started making comic books in last year in 2017. Yeah, and you were yeah, already uh, you already can say that you were a finalist in a comics competition. It's pretty awesome, and not how I was planning things to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, in a good way. Yeah, but, mo- um, mo- most comic writers are snowballed. like, yeah, like that's awesome. Most comic writers are like, I'm struggling, I'm struggling, and you're like, boom, I have something. Yeah, yeah, I'm so grateful for it. And it was funny because it was their first year. It was Go City Comics competition, and it was their first year doing it. And I just started hearing things on Twitter about people that were going to submit. And at the time, I was trying to build my portfolio up since I had just finished my graphic novel script. Mm-hmm. And they, I kind of have them to thank because they have different categories that they were judging. And one of them was the one-page category. And that was, you know, my comic, Boot Hill, was the finalist for that one. So it sort of kind of got me to expand my <laughs> writing skills a little bit by doing that. Um. So what made you want to do comic books? I mean, you started last year. What made you want to, like... I mean, obviously, you're a writer and you have stories you want to tell. Why did you pick the medium of comic books? I've wanted to be a writer since I was probably 10. <laughs> and it's kind of changed over the years a little bit. There was a while where I kind of wanted to do journalism and I wanted to do fiction writing. And I kind of was a little bit of a late bloomer as far as my comic fandom goes I didn't start reading comics until I was probably a teen Mm -hmm. but um, but I loved Batman and Superman as a kid but based on like the movie forms (laughs) and so it wasn't until a little bit later on that I started reading comics and just fell in love and it sort of just kind of clicked you know got life got in the way a little bit I had kids and it was busy family i know kids get in the way and ruin everything (laughs) but but after a while i kind of had this you know i got a little bit older and i had a little bit more free time again and i'd had this idea in my head for years and it just sort of clicked one day talking with friends that i was picturing it as a comic and i kind of didn't realize it Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the time it just to me it worked perfectly as a comic and so I learned everything I needed to learn about writing comic scripts and the rest is kind of history. That's awesome. You know, I remember yeah. my, like, I think my, my first year of, I was like, as a writer, I was like, man, I want to be a comic book writer so bad. And I didn't, and I, I made the mistake of going on those comic book forums and saying, Hey, um, I need, I've got this amazing, huge idea and I need, I need, I want an artist for free to do it. Oh, and no. I, yeah, and I had like I had no I had no idea like what I was about to get hit with, and I decided I was like you know maybe maybe I'll work on some other things I can't I can't afford an uh, an afford an artist yeah. and I decided to learn how to draw instead so I could do that. What was your I guess when you when you first want started? So is did you do you wrote Bandera first? That was your first thing you wrote was the graphic novel. 
Yep, that was my very first thing I ever wrote. What was the first? What was the first then? I guess work that you collaborate with on a, with an artist on. Um. Well, I ended up getting an artist for Bandera after I wrote the script. So uh, that was my first in. It kind of happened really quickly, one right after the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as I was done with the script, I sent it off to an editor and then quickly found, you know, it's kind of like your first your first one. So you're super, super eager. Uh-huh. So I didn't spend a ton of time looking for an artist. And thankfully, it worked out really well because uh, the artist for Bandera, Dave Mims, he's done. Uh, he's doing Scrimshaw for Alternative Comics as well. Yeah. yeah. But he's, his style is perfect for it, and so it's worked out really well. But uh, Wow, you were just hitting it. Like, you were just yeah. nailing everything. Like Yeah. I lo- I, I lo- well, it was funny, too, because when I first started talking to him, he had just started doing the art for Scrimshaw. And, so, and I've loved Alterna mm-hmm. as long as I've known of them. But uh, it took a little while into our conversations before I put two and two together that he was actually the artist doing something for a book from a publisher that I would love to be published with. Mm-hmm. So it, it worked out kind of funny in that way. But um, so he was, he was my first artist that I worked with, but, but then quickly after that is when I started doing uh, the short scripts for, you know, Boot Hill and a couple of the others that I sent off to Ghost City. So there was a time where I was working with, you know, two to three artists kind of all at once. Mm-hmm. What, uh, how, so how much longer than do you think the production of Bandera is going to be? It's coming along really well. Yeah. Um, we've got art and lettering going on all at once. And it's funny because when you, <laughs> I didn't realize it's a really long process when you write a 104 page yeah. graphic novel script <laughs> and you have an artist who's working on other things. It takes a while. Yeah. And so your expectations when you go into the project, kind of, you have to adjust them a little bit, which is fine. Cause for me, as long as it's done, you know, the way that I had envisioned it, then we're fine. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we are planning on pitching it. We're getting really close to having a pitch package ready to go, and then from there, we'll just uh, see what happens with it. Well, that's ex- that's exciting, and I think it's awesome that you were able just to, um, like, you wrote, you learned what you needed to learn. You wrote your comic book script. You found an artist. I mean, that sounds like the dream of every writer who's like wanting to make comic books. Yeah, and it's, I mean, that's kind of how you have to do it, especially with comics, because there's so many artists out there that are just, I mean, I don't want to say they're waiting, you know, but there's Mm -hmm. so many available, wonderful artists out there, and it's just kind of about finding the right one for you and for the story, and um, I I knew I didn't want to waste any time because I'd spent, you know, months writing the script and had already started talking to people about the idea, and I could tell people were getting excited, and so... For me, it was like, okay, let's get this going so we can get it out and then in people's hands. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it doesn't happen that quick, yeah. obviously. And a, lot, and a lot of people, they, they, they don't realize how long it takes for a team to create a book. I mean, yeah, 104-page oh, book, that's, that's a lot of pages for an artist to draw, and then you have to send it to a letterer. Letterer, yeah. It's, it's a long process, and that's why – and people that uh, – you know, friends of mine or other people that I know that aren't necessarily in the comic industry, well, they're surprised at how long it takes and how many people are involved. I think a lot of people just think, oh, it's one person that does the whole thing, which <laughs> does happen, <laughs> yeah. but it's rare. And because uh, I can't draw it all. So <laughs> I, I'm out of luck. I got to always have somebody do my, <laughs> my comics <laughs> for me as far as that's concerned. But um, yeah, it's a really, you know, everybody, the whole entire team works really 
really hard at what they're doing just to get this story out. And that's awesome that they're that they are still sticking around that long. Like for a hundred, a hundred four pages is a long time for an artist to stick around. I've been working with my artist Travis Martinez on our book Demons. I actually finished up the final script of our series. It's issue fourteen today. Oh wow! A- and um, I was a little teary eyed finishing it. I uh, know yeah. it's such a yeah <laughs> yeah. But he's been around. We've been working on this, uh, you know, four, fourteen issues for the last two and a half years. Oh and wow! It's a lot. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a huge process where I have to send him a script and then whoever, however long it takes for him to to draw it, and then and then right after that, I color it, I letter it, and then there's another script for him, and then we're, he's doing covers, and then also he's doing other commissioned work. So I'm on his time. I think a lot of writers, they're like, they go to their artists saying, hey, how come you're not like finishing up my work as fast as you can? And, you know, artists are are regular human beings. They've got lives. Yeah. 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 And I I, I know that was kind of my misconception, too, was that, oh, he can do more than one project at a time, which is completely fine. Uh But you kind of think, oh, you know, they're going to be, you know, doing my project on the side and they've got their job. But um they know what they're capable of and mm-hmm. how much time they can to commit. And so, you know, they can take on other projects, but it's, it's probably a good thing in a way because working on something, one thing for so long, I mean, I don't know if, I mean, I don't know the art process, but I don't know if there's a little bit of burnout there, mm-hmm. you know, having to stick with the same story for so long versus, you know, maybe a quicker like 22 page issue or a short comic yeah. that you can get done in a few months and then you move on to the next thing. I think it depends. Yeah, I think it depends on the artists. Um, I guess how much they enjoy the script. I mean, I I was surprised that I'm surprised every day that Travis has stuck on for 14 issues. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, I I always message him. I'm like, hey, if you like are tired of this, we can just stop. Like, <laughs> we can end <laughs> this story. And he's like, no, let's like let's do another one. And he's really invested in the story. Um, I'm working on a comic book right now that I'm actually drawing and. Most comics that I draw by, by for myself that I write by the second page I'm like I'm done like I hate oh, this yeah but this comic that I'm working on right now I have enjoyed every page that I've done I've uh, it's got to be such a nice feeling yeah so I think that I think uh, and I haven't experienced burnout yet and I keep telling my girlfriend she's like hey what are we doing what are you doing today I'm like I'm drawing I got the fire still I gotta I gotta keep this flame of making comics otherwise. There, there is a time where you're like, I'm just done with this story. Yeah. I think you have to take advantage of those times when you feel really fired up to do it. I know mm-hmm. it's the same with writing. I mean, my intentions are to write every day, but mm-hmm. life either gets in the way or sometimes you really do need that mental break. Yeah. And those are the times usually when I come back to it, I'm really fired up and ready to write because I've missed it and I've been thinking of ideas. Yeah. And, and you shouldn't let you shouldn't let that feeling go away. You should write it out as long as you can. Yes. Yeah. Whatever stokes the fires. And for me, I love the the inspiration part of a story. So if I'm writing a particular genre or if there's something that it's influenced by, I just immerse myself in that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll watch the movies that are, are inspiring me to, to write the story or anything like that. And that usually really helps with not losing that that passion for it. Mm hmm. So comic books, they, they, um, like we've been talking about, they're a team. They're a team thing. I think a lot of people uh, at the beginning, they 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 believe comics is just one person. And back in the day, some of most of the some of the good ones were made by one person. But it was actually a team. I found out that Garfield, like five people, did Garfield. 
Wow, really? Yeah, and I was so shocked. Um, but then that's when I was learning. But I was like, that's like the lettering, the coloring, and then some person it's true. The backgrounds. It's, it's, yeah, it's all the same. What is the? Maybe we can talk about what are the what? What do you think are the best parts about working on a team as a team in comics, and what is the most frustrating? I think the best part for me is, um, and this goes not just for the artists, but the letters too. I, I always say letters are kind of the unsung heroes because oh, yeah. if there's, I mean, I've seen comics that are have beautiful art and are written great, but then if the lettering is bad, it takes away from the story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, great lettering really can um, really aid <laughs> your story <laughs> along. But my favorite part is getting a new page back, whether it's the art or the lettering or both. And it's exactly what I pictured. And even better, it's better than what I imagined. They oh, somehow yeah. took it <laughs> and did something different that just, and that's awesome because you know that they're, they care and they're putting a lot of love and passion into it and adding these little details that are so unique to your story that they are paying attention to it and, um, you know, putting a lot of time into it instead of just kind of, you know, drawing it and sending it on. Yeah. But I love that part. And I love, um, I even love, you know, talking with an artist and, you know, them even suggesting something because, you know, it's kind of hard because if you're talking to a writer, that's their story. (laughs) You don't want to overstep your bounds, but sometimes they know aesthetically what's going to look better on the page than I might know. And it's really cool to have that little spark of inspiration and see it come together and, and it, and, shows that they, and it shows that they care. Yeah, it shows that they care. It shows that they know what they're doing. And to put that much love and attention and, and you know, passion into your story, which is kind of like your baby, mm-hmm. it's just so awesome. And it just, I, I love, I always say I love new art days when I get that email and <laughs> there's a new page <laughs> and you just go, oh my God, it can't da- exactly It can't download faster. Yes, I know like, that anticipation up. when you're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> does um for your graphic novel in Bandera, does he do the coloring as well? He does, yeah. He, he does has it such all. a unique style. I know, it really is. I was just I was just talking about this with somebody the other day that uh Dave's style is so unique that when you see it, I mean there's just those artists that they're they have such a unique style that when you see it you know that it's them. Yeah. You know, the the style in Scrimshaw is is similar to Bandera, but different because they're different stories mm-hmm. but um and his coloring just works so well for that post-apocalyptic vibe yeah his work on scrimshaw i remember as i was because I, I you know i've been learning i've been trying to like get better at drawing the last three years and i follow alterna and everything that they do and i saw the art of scrimshaw and i was like his line work is so unique and i was trying to co- i was trying to copy it on like some someone paid me to do a one-page story and i tried copying it and I was like, I can't do this. I'm just gonna yeah. do my own style. I don't. Then I tried copying the coloring, and I was like, I don't even know what he's doing. I don't know how he's oh, mixing yeah. these colors. So yeah, it's it's perfect. He has a really good style for outdoors, which is yes, what, you know, ninety percent of my story <laughs> takes place outside, and it it's perfect for the type of story that it is, which is a post apocalyptic western. Um, Scrimshaw is also kind of a post apocalyptic story, and so his though that kind of rough. Uh, those rough lines are just perfect for mm-hmm. that. Um, so, what are prob- What is then? I guess the most frustrating part of of making a comics in a team because you know, <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, it's patience. Kind of like what we were touching on earlier. Um, it's it's really it's really and and 
I, I know my thing is trying to stay relevant. And I think that's why I have so many different projects going on at once mm-hmm. and did so many of the shorter comics because you want to stay in the public eye. You want people to not forget about you and you kind of have this irrational fear that they will, which they usually don't. Yeah. But it's just this irrational kind of weird thing that all creators go through. It's not just writers. I'm sure it's the same for artists and anybody that's creating anything. Mm-hmm. And so having that patience and trying to, you know, figure out when do I promote this? When do I get people excited about it? What yeah. if it takes longer? <laughs> Those are the things that can keep you up at night. And that's, yeah. that can be really frustrating. It's You got to be patient because the, it's worth it in the end. You want it to be done right. Yeah. Um, but sometimes that's hard to reason with. Uh-huh. I think one thing that and I, one thing that I want to commend you on is the fact that you've been working on your graphic novel kind of in secret. There's I don't like we haven't seen a lot of art, but there has been artwork done and you're I don't think you're going to really I'm sure you're not going to release any like an issue until the whole thing is done. Am I correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And, I, and um, that's awesome. That's yeah, so, that's I'm- so smart. I'm trying to not, um, it's the, it's such a hard balance because I want to get people interested. And there was a time where I kind of thought, oh, maybe I'm showing too much too soon mm-hmm. and talking about it too much too soon. And, you know, cause I, I'll get a lot of people saying, oh, we can't wait till Bandera comes out. How's it, how's it going? And my answer is usually the same month yeah. to month. So it's coming along, you know, <laughs> and it is, I promise it is. It's just a long process. The problem, but, the um, problem though, yeah. is if you were to share, like, if you were to have done it like a mini series, and you had, you know, once you finished the finished the first issue and then released it, who knows when the second issue would have come out or the third? Oh yeah, and then people yeah. will definitely have lost interest. Yeah, and that was kind of why I wanted it. I mean, I always visioned it as a a graphic novel, mm-hmm. but I felt like for my first thing that it would have been good to just kind of say here's this thing that i did and it's start to finish you can read the whole thing right now yeah um hopefully that'll that'll be how it how it ends up going but um and i I know a lot of people too are i know it's it's different too because some people are real secretive about whether they're going to pitch it or if they're going to self-publish it Mm -hmm. and you know they don't want to say too much but i i'm just i've been up front in the beginning i I'm planning on pitching it. It would be wonderful if it got picked up by a publisher. Yeah. If it doesn't, I'll self-publish. I'm totally fine with that too. I don't think there's anything wrong with stating what you're going to do with yeah, it. No I mean, way. I guess it depends on what it is. Mm-hmm. My biggest pet peeve really is just when I as when I in the indie comic book community is when they release one issue and then I don't see the second issue for like six or seven months. Yeah, and I'm just like, why didn't you just hold out? I, it's and it and that's why it's hard because you have because you're relying on a team. I didn't, um, Travis and I before. Have you heard of Insane Comics? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Demons is published by them, and I didn't even pitch pitch it to them until we had at least four issues done, and we're working on the fifth. I want to say that they, because I've looked at their submissions before, and mm-hmm. I want to say that they are one of the few that actually says you should be well into at least the second or third issue before you pitch and, to us, which I a, think is smart. Yeah, and that's a new thing, actually, because originally they were just, uh, you know, if it, if the first issue is good, we'll take it. And they were having a problem yeah. with people weren't getting those second or third issues done, and they just dropped a like a bunch of titles and said, all right, everyone, if you don't have your, if you don't have um, two or three done in like in the can, we can't publish you. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, it, it, it's all, you know, I mean, for the writer and the creative team, it's, 
you, you know, you, you want your integrity to stay intact, but when you have a publisher that's relying on you, yeah. they want their integrity to stay intact too. So it's just kind of this um, downhill thing, you know, yeah. snowball really quickly. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I don't think they're in, um, I had the same mentality where, if it did, if our book didn't get picked up by a publisher, um, whether a big one or a small one, because um, we put, I pitched you know to Image and then to Top Shelf and to some other places, and if it doesn't if it didn't get picked up by a big person or a, a smaller indie company, um, yeah, I have no problem self publishing, and there's nothing wrong with that. Oh no, I mean, and I I know it. I I will do that no matter what because the reality is is not everything you create is going to get picked up by a publisher. Yeah. And and the beauty of being in comics is you can pretty easily self-publish and Kickstarter campaigns usually go really well, especially if you are making your presence known and yes. kind of your work known. And and so I feel like I'm kind of doing things right by kind of getting, you know, a little bit of attention on some of my other projects before I come out with this big thing. However it comes out, whether it's, you know, something that I kickstart on my own or if it ends up getting picked up by somebody and I can promote it that way. Either way you know, I'll have a portfolio of mm. at least a few other things so people know who I am. No, that's smart. You definitely are doing things the right way. It's only been like a year. Yeah, so. yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I guess to end this topic, um, I'll just ask one final question. What advice would you give people who are wanting to get into comics? And what should they expect when they join the collaborative team that is comics? What should they expect? I think um, for the first part is, you know, do your research first before you jump headfirst into writing something. Unless you already have a background in no script writing and comic writing, then awesome. You're, you've already got a leg up on a lot of other people. But because um, I know for me, I spent probably six months reading books like Words for Pictures by Brian Michael Bendis and just all these books that uh, kind of taught you the process so that by the time that I had this idea – but I wanted to make sure that I was going to execute it right. So kind of do your research and, and learn about comic script writing. Reach out to other people because the comic community is full of really supportive, awesome people that will give you advice and help you out. And um, don't be afraid to promote yourself on social media because, you know, not only does it give you an audience, but it also gets you the chance to network with people who can maybe – give you other opportunities and uh, that's how a lot of my anthologies came about was just kind of knowing people through Twitter mm-hmm. and um, I think what to expect as far as you know working you know remember that you're working with a bunch of different personalities a bunch <laughs> of different people but everybody wants the same thing in the end the goal is to create a comic together everybody wants that so you're all on the same page so to speak <laughs> you yeah. just have to kind of remember that everybody has a different style of work and um, you have to kind of adjust your expectations to that and remember that they're human beings and, like we said earlier, have lives. And, <laughs> but don't, don't be afraid to um, communicate effectively when there's a disagreement. There's, a, there's an easy way of doing it. You, know, yeah. you don't want to scream, scream and yell and berate the person if there's a problem. But communicate always. That way everybody knows what's going on. And, and it should it should be a well-oiled machine if you do it that way i agree i agree sweet thanks everyone for listening to draw and talk with uh our guest steph 
Cannon. Uh, stick around uh, for hit this. Uh, stick around for the next episode, part two, where we where we're gonna talk with Steph about the importance of why you should do mini stories um, first and then bigger stories. So thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks, Steph. Thanks. Thanks.